Welcome back to another episode of Previously on Lost. This is episode number 40. We're going to talk about the episode, The Whole Truth. But first, I would just like to, and we would just like to tell you here on uh, on, on Previously on Lost, we hope you had a great Christmas holiday, and we hope, as you're listening to this, it's probably New Year's. We hope you're safe tonight. Um, don't drive drunk. Um, don't kiss random people you don't know, because, you know, covid and don't say out too late. I mean, <laughs> you know, COVID had to COVID had to do a real number on mistletoe sales this year. Mistle, mistletoe dealers have to be way down. Yeah. So uh, I think we need to give people the whole truth. It is not Christmas yet. <laughs> so it's not Christmas right now when we're recording. Yes, but by the time you listen to this, Christmas will have already been passed. And this will probably this is coming out on New Year's Eve. So it's not even Hanukkah yet. <laughs> yeah. So happy Happy New Year's. Because uh, tomorrow will be New Year's Day for everybody who's listening to this. It's so funny how far away that is. And uh, but look, don't 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 think just because 2020 is over everything's going to be done because it's 2021. It's not going to nothing magical is going to happen at midnight. Oop! There goes the pandemic. It's done. No, it's still going to be here. Be smart. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Usually the sequel is just more of the same, but bigger and like more oh. explosive. So oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I it's going like, to be the Empire Strikes Back of uh, years. Oh my goodness. I saw a meme a while back that said, what if 2020 was just the trailer for the movie coming in 2021? <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> That's a terrible way to think about it. Oh. But that's just the truth here. Uh, so I'm Mike, Corey. Well, we are Mike, Corey, and Steven. And uh, guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing really well. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a fun little stretch of episodes here. Um, you know, not much has uh, changed for me here in Southern California, but uh, uh, the the weather, believe it or, believe it or not, is getting a little bit colder. And uh, n- not down to 20 degrees like Mike was talking about, but it's in the 40s at times. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Which, if you've lived out here for a long time, you, you start to uh, get cold a little bit easier. Occasionally the 30s, but no, everything's good. It's pretty, pretty boring, but pretty standard. That's all I got. What about you, Steven? Oh, everything's going good here, too. Just eating some cereal. What, you guys got any milk, by chance? <laughs> No, but I got this great, great banana. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wait, that probably came out a little wrong. I was referencing well, Locky Banana Guys. <laughs> let me check with my neighbor. I think they have oat milk. If, if that works for you. Have you checked to see how old the uh, cereal is, Stephen? The cereal go the cereal go bad. I don't know. Dharma cereal apparently does not. Good preservatives there at the. Oh the yeah. Dharma. It's a little salty, uh, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're talking about the whole truth, 
And uh, we're coming to to a couple stretches of uh, some of my favorite episodes, or some some of my you know I'm not gonna go like land blast everything like you know Claire's terrible episode last week or last time. And uh, this is this is some 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 good episodes here coming up. So we're gonna get into it. The whole truth. We have been on the island for about. 60 uh, to 61 days now, so just about two months these people have been on the island. And, uh, Stephen, what happened last time on Lost? All right. Previously on Lost, Saeed finds a man hanging in a net from a tree and cuts him down, despite warnings from Danielle that he is one of the others. And Sun is found in the garden after she is kidnapped. Bum, bum, bum. This was season two, episode number 16. Uh, it aired March 22nd of 2006. It was directed by Karen Gaviola and written by Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim. In this episode, when Sun comes to the realization that she might be pregnant, she struggles on whether to tell Jen about the situation. After no success from Jack or Saeed, Ana Lucia is called in by Locke to interrogate the prisoner, Henry Gale. To get more information about him uh, about how he arrived on the island, Ana Lucia, Saeed, and Charlie then set out to the jungle to try and confirm Henry's story. We also have a backstory of Jin and Son and their quest to conceive a child. Oh, yes, the quest. Um, yeah, good old Henry Gale. All right, I have some episode fact here uh, no english is spoken in this episode until five minutes in so that's interesting and yes yeah, it's, it's a very long opening they really take their time um before uh that uh, classic lost logo flies in yeah, and also here yeah yeah michael emerson was originally contracted to play henry gale slash benjamin linus for just three episodes this episode would have been his final one but he essentially made himself a keeper when the production saw his performance in the closing scenes of this episode when he insidiously suggests <laughs> uh, that he has sent go. Saeed, Charlie, and Ana Lucia straight into a trap and then asks for milk uh, with his cereal, which is not unreasonable. Like, well, he should have milk with his cereal. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so what Let's was the talk plan for that? Yeah, I... I I don't know. So let's talk about that then. Let's go ahead and move in then. Start my the episode. Let's 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 focus on that because that's the one that I think all of us kind of want to hit on. Let's talk about Henry Gale's asking for milk and laying out a trap plan for them. What did you what did you guys think of this? Well, he looks very thirsty, and I felt bad. He's eating that dry cereal. Uh, just this like twenty year old Dharma cereal, and it's just crunching. I, you know, he he needs some milk. So yeah, that was my that was my takeaway. <laughs> That's all he needs is milk. Oh, but but, but the the other there's other stuff in there too, right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely other stuff. Go ahead, Stephen. Well, th- this is obviously one of the uh, the all time the all timers when it comes to uh, good scenes and lost and. Man, just the, the thought that we could have lost Henry Gale, Ben Linus, you know, shortly after this. I'm sure they would have, maybe the original plan was to kill him off in some way. But, man, you can just you just can't imagine the rest of this series without him. 
And uh, I, I think that's got to go down as one of their better decisions to to keep him around. So why do you think he laid out the plot, though, that if it was me, <laughs> this is what I would do? <laughs> I'd probably lead them right to a trap. I mean, do you – why do you think he would even put that seed in their mind? He's He's just playing mind games. He's trying to screw with them. And he wants them going back and forth, and he wants them to not think clearly so that they make a mistake at some point. That's that's my thought. And he just has fun with it, I guess. (laughs) I mean, he does great at that part. I mean, he he does really good at making making them think, you know, this is what I could have done. He's very, he's very manipulative, and We've seen him be manipulative the whole time between Jack and Locke. And, you know, Locke, why do you let him push you around? And and then he's talking to Jack about Locke. And then, of course, we see that kind of boil up a little bit in this episode between Jack and Locke. We, we could talk about that later. But but I think this portrayal was ingenious by Michael Emerson. Um, I think it was I think it was great. It's one of those. It's kind of like Steven, like you said, it's one of those scenes in Lost that is always in your mind. <clears throat> That no matter, you know, <laughs> no matter what, what, what you do, what you, when you, when you think about loss, there, there, there's a few scenes that I always think about. I think about this one. I think about the other scene in this episode where Locke's just shaving while Jack is taking a shower. <laughs> <laughs> and I always think for some reason about the makeout scene with Sawyer and Kate in the cages. Eating dog, eating eating polar bear biscuits. <laughs> those, the, the, those are the defining moments of the series. <laughs> That's right, right there. <laughs> but those are like unusual scenes that that you always see. But uh, or or for some reason. So, anyways, so let's talk about Jack and Locke then. In this tension between them. Uh. I gotta say, I actually forgot about the scene in the sh- in the shower with with Locke shaving. For some reason, when Jack got out of the shower, I was <laughs> thinking that was the scene uh, where you know he gets out of the shower. But I guess it's usually Kate getting out of the shower and Jack walking in awkwardly. But I just completely he's forgot that this awkwardly. He knows she's <laughs> in there taking a shower. Come on. <laughs> but but I mean, th- this scene was funny. But I just. If, <laughs> for for some reason i had blocked this scene out and it it was just funny and it was you know kind of awkward and you know you gotta enjoy the fact that Locke, you know asked him all these questions tries to get him on board and then you find out oh yeah anna lucy is already in there interrogating him i've already done all this i was just you know i don't have to ask permission <laughs> i was just gonna see see what you would say i already did it by the way i used that line on uh, uh, my wife uh, a few times and I still hear oh. it out. She, she laughs when we she's in there taking a shower and I'm, and I'm shaving. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm shaving. I said, they, the, the, the steam really opens up my pores. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and she just says, you're a nerd. <laughs> but I'm sorry, Corey, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? Oh no, I was just going to say, this is a, uh classic john Locke here i love i love the uh, the logic here oh yeah i'll just sneak into the shower but really it's a power play is what it is 
yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe Locke wants to shave, and it is nicer with the the with the steam. You got a little Locke steam bath in the, in there, but really he wants to, you know, ask permission to Jack and then you know tell him, well, I've already done it. So I, I don't think <laughs> this is a I don't think this is a great move. This is like this time of year with uh, Christmas and, and the holidays. You get all these commercials of these significant others who have you know, purchased a car with, without permission, uh, of, you know, their husband or wife or whatever. Oh, look, I got a car. Oh wait, I got another, I got three cars. Uh, I hope you like them cause I already did it. And sometimes there's good surprises, but in general, I think a rule is if you're going to ask somebody to do, do something there, there's really no point of asking them if you've already done it without their permission. So it, it always negate. I mean, it's just it's like you're trying to um, give them like the smallest grain of, of decency, but of course but, Jack doesn't. But but like was he this. really trying to ask or give him some decency, or just to simply say, "I'm really in charge, not you, Jack." I mean, yeah, I think I think that yeah, exactly. That's what he's doing. He um, he's well, trying to. This is this is following up. I mean, if we remember the the last scene of the last episode, is uh, Henry Ben making the point about you know to Locke, why do you always let the doctor tell you what to do? And Locke went and destroyed all the dishes. Well, <laughs> seemingly not all the dishes. They still have cereal, cereal bowls, bowls. But, <laughs> but some of the dishes. And immediately, what do we get in the scene? We get John going to Anna Lucia. And he says, I want to get this man out of my hatch. There's this man in my hatch. And he, he tells her and he, you know, this is Locke kind of going the way that Henry Gale has pointed him. He's kind of like, you know, changed the wind and Locke is following it. You know, he's, he's, this is like a long con, but, but different than a Sawyer con. It's uh it's mind games. Right. Well, he's, he's being conned by, by Henry at this moment. Exactly. He just doesn't, he, he just doesn't realize it though. He's being played by Henry again because he's being played. He gets played by everybody. So well, I think so some I, of the strategy I, I, I just think some of the, some of the strategy is is Ben wants them thinking about every little thing. We got to go with the map, you know. I'm worried about Jack, or Jack is worried about Locke, and the more they're thinking about so many different things, you know, the less that they can prevent something that happens right in front of them, which eventually does happen. But well, go well, ahead with what you guys are. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying kind of sticking with that scene with uh, Locke and Anna Lucia, which I really enjoyed how, you know, the, the, my hatch scene, you know, that he said that he was taking the necessary st- steps to keep them all safe. Um, I do think it makes sense to go to Anna Lucia. Obviously she's had experience with the others and she's a cop. So that made sense, but I was kind of stuck on a, the question of does this, does him doing this mean that he didn't believe? Because Saeed was pretty convinced, and Saeed, that's what he does. He interrogates people, and Saeed is convinced that he was one of the others. Did, did Locke not believe him? Is that why he went I, to Andalusia? I, I think that maybe the reason he went to Andalusia and didn't believe Saeed is because you, you think Saeed is still mourning Shannon. Like, he's still fueled by anger with Shannon right now. So, 
So his mindset could be because what Shannon only died maybe what a week prior to this and lost time. It hadn't been that long ago that Shannon had died. We just been stuck on these same days for quite a while. <laughs> so it hadn't been that long. So Saeed hates the others. And we find that out in this episode that if it wasn't for them, Shannon would be dead. If it wasn't for, you know, what they've done, then, you know, Shannon w- wouldn't be where she's at. So we knew that Shannon, you know, that side was mad. So maybe he thought if I put Shaid, if I put side in there, maybe he could just be saying he's an other, he's an other, we got to kill him. He let his emotions rather than his um, uh, 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 rational thinking cloud his judgment. That's why I think he would rather get somebody who's an outsider, who's not close to the situation. Let's bring it on a Lucia. Um, by the way, I did like her comment when they're at the, when they're looking for the balloon. How come you didn't tell? How come you didn't show, show, show <laughs> tell Locke about it? Well, Locke and Jack are too busy fighting, you know, worried about each other. I love <laughs> that comment. I just I, I loved it. It was great. So, yeah, I think I think Locke just wants a second opinion. And he's trying to feel the situation out. And also, he wants to go over Jack's head, and that's part of it with Anne Lucia. It's interesting, though. Of course, Locke doesn't know all that much about Anne Lucia because she's not the person you want to ask to go in there because she's had all this history with the others. She's already shot Shannon, and she had the situation, obviously, with... um, Aaron, right? Or not Aaron? No, what the heck was that guy's name? Nathan. 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 Sorry, Nathan. Nathan. Rest in peace. (laughs) Um, And then she also, she killed the the guy in her flashback. She is just a little bit of a loose cannon. And ultimately she, you know, she's the the reason that he gets out. I mean, she does snap a few times. Um, But you know, Locke doesn't know this. So there's definitely, I don't know, there's a little bit of foreshadowing as soon as she goes in there. It's very unnerving. Even though in this scene, when she's in there, she's extremely calm when she's talking yeah. to, to Henry. And she says, I mean, what does she say later? I, you know, I talked, I talked nicely or whatever. And she got, she got the map out of him. <laughs> well, see, yeah, she, she Saeed says, how do you get him to do this? I asked nicely. And, <laughs> and, and so, so in that in that uh, interrogation by Ana Lucia, she asked questions that I would not have thought of, and maybe Saeed didn't think of. If you've been on the island all this time, why don't you have a beard? Yeah, good that, question. That was, a, that, was a, that was a great question. And then he then she said, "So you can't draw me a map to your balloon, but yet you can travel all over the world." And know where you're going and he said well wind routes and that and and you could tell she she wasn't buying any of that crap and uh, so she was asking questions that i don't think um uh, i don't think saeed even would have thought about asking or saeed just well, needs somebody yeah, and, and saeed was was kind of here's the deal if you look at what Locke might think of saeed he knows he's a torturer and what is his his track record on the island? He tortured uh, Sawyer falsely when Sawyer didn't do anything wrong, and I guess that's it, right? He's over one, so you know he's, <laughs> he's got a bad record. Yeah, 
And just let me side. Saeed just needed somebody to pound on for a while to get all the frustration <laughs> out. And well, Benj- Anna, Lucia, Anna Lucia and Saeed definitely have different interrogation techniques. Um, but, you know, little did they know that, uh, no, you know, none of this group knew that Anna Lucia had kind of gotten it wrong on one of her people. And the whole Nathan situation, it was interesting her being put in this situation, but, you know, none of them knew that situation. But that did add an interesting layer to this, you know, interaction with Henry. Yeah. You've got a whole uh, good cop, bad cop, or <laughs> maybe bad cop, worse cop uh, team going on here. <laughs> so is there anything else about the Jack and Locke? <clears throat> or Ana Lucia struggle. I mean, it's it's pretty much you know, like we said, it's a it's a power struggle between Jack and Locke. That 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 tension is is starting to get really good and starting to hit its high notes. Um, of course, we know everybody's together right now, but starting you know next next season is going to be interesting when we see all the big powers you know kind of split and see and see what's going to happen to our to our group in season three. But um, that's that's months away right now i i did think it was interesting that uh, Ana lucia kind of pointed out to jack that um you know that they'd been working close together you know supposedly train you know building an army together and uh he didn't tell her about this man in the hatch um and you know he kind of said yeah i didn't tell anybody but um you could tell that she was kind of hurt to be left out of that um you know bit of information so in turn she did not share a kind of important bit of information with him about the map so it's kind of seeing a little bit of a a rift with anna lucia and jack there's a few awkward interactions here where people have lied and they didn't you know there's there's secrets that are trying to be kept i think when 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 anna lucia approaches Saeed, he's he's hanging out with Charlie. <clears throat> Excuse me. What what exactly are they building here? Is this just a shelter? This wasn't the church, was it? I thought it's no. I thought it was where they um where they were going to store like all their food and fruits and on top of and that kind of thing. I think that's what it is. Oh okay, yeah. They kinda said like something a about a table store. too. Right, yeah. kind of like a big grocery store table prep. That's area, right. That kind of thing. That becomes a big. That becomes a kind of a prominent. Uh, kind of set piece later on later seasons um oh yeah we're gonna have hurley the food dr- we have yeah there's some interesting stuff to come up so when we are didn't we already have the food drop right i can't remember no i don't no, i don't no, think we so, haven't no. yet okay so what i was gonna say though is is suddenly you know charlie and saeed are hanging out they're i guess on good terms because nobody knows about charlie's antics from the long con and he already knows about the uh, about Henry Gale and everything. And so Anna comes up and she's trying to hide, like, oh, you know, let me talk to you about this alone. And he goes, oh, I know about the the guy down in there. So it's it's. I'm glad that they got Charlie back involved because it it honestly felt weird after we have basically kind of crapped on his storyline um, for weeks, and we I feel like we've we've finally gotten out of the shadow of fire plus water <laughs> and now we have we've got charlie out on another uh little uh jaunt through the jungle which is like when he's the, the most interesting well if you okay so to kind of 
combat a little bit of what you're saying there. Yes, it's a little bit after fire plus water, but if you think about it, again, it hasn't. This has not been a long time for these last few episodes. They've they've kind of been around the, within the last week of things that have happened, and people still hate Charlie for fire plus water. So the only person who's ever going to speak to him is Saeed at the moment because Saeed just doesn't care. <laughs> so no, nobody else wants Charlie near them. So obviously Saeed's the only one who. Um, who 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 gets his who gets you know time with him, but but yeah, this this whole interaction, I kind of like you said, this awkward interaction. I'm I'm trying to look here. So this is day sixty out of sixty one. Fire plus water happened on day fifty six, fifty four to fifty six. So we're looking at you know five days ago, Charlie stole a baby and tried to baptize it in the ocean. Um, so people are probably still just a little bit mad at him. Um, and then let's see. And then collision was when Shannon died, right? Yes. Okay. So Shannon died in, and on day 48 of the Island, we're on day 60. So a little more than a week. So really 12 days. So within two weeks still site, Saeed's struggling with less than two weeks. He's still struggling with the death of Shannon. Yeah. The, the, the pace has slowed down significantly and this is what it's going to, it's going to be similar to this. For the rest of the series, because the first season takes place over the course of essentially 50, 48, something, something like that. Yeah. Um, maybe around 50 days. And then by the time they get off the island, spoiler alert, everyone, uh, it's day 108. So the next three seasons take place over 58 days, roughly. So this right. is, yeah, especially season four four i think is like one week total where or something like that where this 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 season is probably like two three weeks and we probably have like another three weeks out of uh season three and then short period of time before they bounce out of there so so do you think it was odd in any form or fashion that ana lucia went to saeed no they they have they have a connection yeah they both you know, did something to Shannon. I mean, <laughs> I mean well, Shannon was the piece. I, I do appreciate the way they've kind of built this relationship between these two characters, considering the horrible place they started out in. Um, how they, you know, that conversation in the woods where they both kind of, you know, laid their laid themselves out there, and you know, Saeed kind of decided that they were. They were both dead, so there is no reason to kill her. It feels like they've kind of formed a bond through that scene, and I kind of like how that's built up. Um, leads to a really good scene in this episode around the, you know, around the fire where she apologizes again for for Shannon, and you know, Saeed, you know, says basically I, he doesn't blame her. You know, it was an accident and he blames the others for for putting for making that situation happen. So I think yeah. that this relationship has been built really well to kind of a mutual respect, I guess. And a mutual hatred for the others. Well, for going back others. to Shannon, the, these you could say these are the two most important people in Shannon's life, her lover and then her killer. So. <laughs> <laughs> both Dude. both had but both had extreme passions. <laughs> Very impactful. Oh my goodness. 
Well, I'm sorry, but Boone Carlisle takes offense to your statement there. I think Boone, uh-huh. Boone is very hurt by that. Yeah, but Boone's uh, not very hurt by much of anything anymore. Boone was yesterday's <laughs> news. Boone was out of the picture at this point. I I always wonder what loss would have been like. You know, since we did bring up Boone, what what this season would look like right now if we still had Boone around. I I I always wonder what that would look like. Um, would he try to do that? You know, because he was just starting to come to his own too. Would he? back jack would he back lock would we i i just think it'd be very interesting to see what he would be like in season two if we had him but we didn't i feel like he would have had a lot of time on button duty i feel like yes. lock would have probably trusted him with a lot of shifts with the button i think he would have eventually become a little more vocal where yeah. you have lock versus jack um and if boone is maybe the third most you know, putting the third most uh, hours into the, the button, he would have a little bit more of a voice and be able to sway both guys a little bit. Cause he obviously was buddy, buddy with Locke, but he had a good relationship with Jack as well. Yeah, that's true. So I, I was going to say, um, if you guys are good, I wanted to change the subject. It's, it's interesting. This episode, I, I think I had said I in the last episode that I, I didn't remember this one that well, I, or I didn't think it was going to be that good. Well, obviously, I think we all have a lot to talk about, and this is a really good episode. But it's funny that we are so focused on the Henry Gale, the Locke, the Jack, yeah. which is honestly that's the more interesting stuff. That's the stuff that's moving the the season long arc. Like a lot of what happens in this episode is super important to the, the full story of, of the season, but that's the, the actual focus of the, episode. the century, the character, you know, the it's, it's really a uh, sun centric episode. It's, is it specifically sun or is it sun and gin? Cause I think it definitely sun, seems, I think it's sun and Jim, but they focus more on sun than they do gin. Cause gin is barely in the flashback and he really doesn't get that many scenes compared to sun for sure. He was only in, two of the flashback scenes the one where right 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 before the bedroom scene turned really dark and violent quickly and the doctor consult um where he turns violent because the doctor said it's her fault that she can't have kids even though we know it's in the end it's you know his fault so that's about it those are the only two scenes he's in the back the flashbacks yeah and then he's he's in the beginning and then in the end of the uh island story but I actually think this episode has really good balance between the the you know maybe heavier story about uh, the button and Henry and tracking them down the balloon, and then this other story. It's it's much lighter. You know, there's not a huge plot uh, to this. It's about a, a pregnancy and some other, of course, mystery and drama that Lost will always have. But the first thing is we do kind of get like a darker gin at the beginning where he's very controlling. And like, what did you guys uh, think of that scene? Okay. Go ahead before I, before I meet for me, Steve, because I I got, I got some thoughts here. Yeah. I was going to say, I really kind of felt like this was a weird step back for Jen. I mean, season one, Jen was not, not an, you know, he's the one of the characters you really didn't like. And he's, you know, he spent the whole first season 
and the start of the second season really becoming a you know a likable lovable character and then like this just really felt like a step back with the way he treated like it felt like they have kind of built some mutual respect and you know son has told him before that he was controlling and you know that they both agreed that neither one of them liked that so it seemed like jen had kind of accepted the the mistakes of his past and was trying to do better and th- that first scene there was you know really was a step back for jen and not a not a likable moment at all you know they kind of try to make up for it at the end and obviously he you know learns a, you know learns a lesson and goes and tries to fix the garden but his his impulse to uh I'm sure it comes from a place of trying to protect her, but his that first scene was a rough one for Jen. Okay, so kind of bouncing off what you said a little bit too, um, I don't know if it was a step back for Jen. I felt like it was, um, to a point, terrible writing for Jen at this point because he'd become this guy that everybody, like you said, it was very likable in this first season. He gets on the raft. Um, he becomes a very likable person when he gets back. He's saved. Him and Jen, I mean, him and Son have kind of repaired this relationship when he gets back to her again after with the others. Everything's great because this has, what, been almost two weeks now from when Shannon was killed to now that Jen has been back with Son. We haven't seen them fight. We've seen them very close to one another. And then all of a sudden, he loses it. It just, it, it, it almost seems completely out of character now that they've progressed him and then the writers wrote him back to do it again i it just it didn't seem i understand what they were doing they were trying to show him angry in the flashbacks as well but i almost think the writing would have been better if they would have left Jin where he's at but contrasted it with the flashbacks on this is where he was and this is where he is now and i, I don't know to me it was almost bad writing over over Jen taking a step backward, although I can see it, it being a, as Jen taking a step backwards. Well, too. well l- let me defend Jen here a little bit. Um, obviously, this isn't a great look for Jen to run around tearing up the garden, and he's you know demeaning, very controlling to Son. And yeah, he's he's had an issue with this before, obviously in season one, and he seemed to kind of get through it. And yeah, he's he's kind of taking a step back. That's one thing. He's doing. He's he's kind of falling back um, to some bad traits. But the the thing I'd say as far as defending him a little bit, at least his mindset is, son. I mean, he says it. Son was taken, you know, what less than five days ago, as we were, we were just talking about uh, that timeline. Yeah. Within five days, she's kidnapped, dragged through the jungle, and her head is cut open. She has a concussion. She's lying you know, in a tent, uh, unconscious for a while, he is definitely being a jerk, uh, for a lack of a different term. And he, he's being very forceful, but I think when you, sometimes when you're trying to be very, very protective, maybe not justified, you will go over the top because you really don't care about anything else other than like, no, like, I'm not going to let you come to this garden. I don't want you to be here because I'm like, I, I don't want you to be, you know, kidnapped or hurt again. So I can defend him a little bit there, but he's obviously regressing and he realizes he did this in the wrong way at, by the end, he lost his temper. So, so the last five days or so 
when she's gone out to the garden, you know, is this like the first time he's followed her back out to the garden? Or is this, you know, has this happened before? And he, he may just thought, oh, she'll stop because obviously it's been almost, you know, five days, almost a week now. She's she's going to the garden well, every day. Well, I kind of got the impression that this was an ongoing conflict. Like this had been something they he had said before. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you either know, way. If, if he is concerned about her being out there, um, you know, kind of get stand back and just survey the surroundings you know if you really want to protect her just don't even let her know you're there and just kind of keep an eye out make sure she's she's safe if rather than tearing up her garden i, I mean there's no way well i mean if, if he's trying <laughs> no. if he's trying to keep her safe it's better than ripping up her I mean, yeah garden. i agree that yeah. would be the best thing to do or I mean, overall, stay I would there just... with and help her plant and just yeah absolutely which this we see at the end. Yeah. This scene is definitely jarring, though. And it's it's like the first scene, right? right? There's a flashback, and then we get this scene. And I think they definitely con- contrast those two scenes, because in the, the first flashback scene is, you know, Jin and Sun talking about um, um, pregnancy and fertility, and uh, they want to have a baby. and they're, But this is still in the aftermath of Jin having you know clobbered that guy and came home with blood all over his hands and stuff so it's a very tenuous time but they actually seem to be in a better spot here in that, in that first flashback yeah yeah that that was that was a scene that turned quickly you know definitely you're thinking it's you know a nice little romantic moment and and yeah that that one it took a turn pretty quick to uh to a dark place um so let's so 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 let's let's talk about that real quick. So we had the dark scene at the beginning where Jen went went um, all Freddy Freddy Krueger on um, Sun's plants, <clears throat> and then and then we have this issue with. By the way, I have to say this next part. I love getting screen time with Rose and Bernard. I love <laughs> their 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 fighting. They're arguing. <laughs> I mean, it just—it's just perfect. Because I, I can't, so I can't wait till we get to SOS. I just think it's gonna be funny. <laughs> but um, but I love their arguing. They're arguing, and, J- and you know, Sun stumbles out, and they don't know what's going on. She, I think she knows what's going on, and then she comes up to Sawyer. Here we go. Sawyer, well, what 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 can I do for you, little Miss Sunshine? <laughs> and she said, I need something. Well, sure. What do you need? Can I, can I, can I just look and then get it? Well, no, you cannot. You tell me what you need, and I'll go get it for you. And she just, and she gets mad and walks away. So, I want to talk about Sawyer's character here because, kind of say, I love Sawyer in this episode. This scene with Son, I like his character because Sawyer, as you see in this series, has a character of control. All right. He has to control he has to have the control of knowledge or the control of items physically. In this part, he has the items, but he wants knowledge. It's not that he cares about giving her the pregnancy test. It's that he wants to know why does she <laughs> want it so that he can hold hold it over Jen's head and even Son's head. Um, uh, he he becomes a very good leader, but he's a very controlling person 
and we see his character here in this one. Because then obviously he goes up to Jen when he's talking with with um, Bernard, and he says, "Hey, Daddy O," <laughs> and then of course Jen realizes at the end, "Oh, Daddy O." <laughs> so, well, well, so Sawyer is he's he's kind of a gossip. He's just I don't know if all these other people are just you know the characters in a show to keep him occupied, you know, cause he doesn't have much else going on, but we see it repeatedly. And most notably first season with the case with Kate, where he said like, I don't even care what's, you can have the case. I just want to know what's in it. Cause I'm curious, you know? So we see this a lot from him that he just kind of wants to know what's going on. Like he'll give you what you're asking for. If you, if you tell him why, um, so I, I think it's kind of a, you know, kind of a funny little quirk of Sawyer and I think it makes a good character. Yeah. Predictable. Well, Sawyer holds all the, he has all the cards, you know, you can't, there's not really much negotiating you can do. He has all the stuff. He has all the guns. He has everything. And it's funny how people always come up and say, you need to give me this. I'm not going to tell you why and he goes well why <laughs> tell me right he said, well i'm not gonna tell you well then i guess you don't leave this item very well yeah you don't tell what it is it's actually a pretty good deal uh, you just tell me and you get it for free so right it's like son you tell me what it is you can have it <laughs> and uh i just anyways a little little side note on on sawyer here going back to the charlie and Aunt ana lucia in the jungle and Anna notices that Charlie has a gun. Did we know Charlie had a gun? Did Sawyer give him a gun for helping him with stealing I, the guns? But I, I couldn't help but think back to Sawyer when Anna Lucia noticed that Charlie had a gun. I, I'm pretty sure he does give him a gun. If not, it's I mean it's it's just implied since they yeah, were I, partners. I, that's what I had thought too. I thought he, I thought he wanted, I thought he wanted a gun too. I thought he had got that from Locke, not from Locke, but from um, from Sawyer. Well, he yeah. got it at one time. That he asked for one to protect Aaron, but obviously yeah, this he's is, this not is really. Not the, yeah, yeah, it's not the, That's not the same gun. That that was the one that he shot. Isn't isn't that the one that he shot Ethan with, and they took it away from him uh, after yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, probably. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting that he had a gun. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. I I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought about that too. I thought oh, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I thought I it was funny. His, his little fake out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought it was funny that uh, he really had to uh, stick it to Anna Lucia. That like, you're the one who murdered somebody. <laughs> And I'll, and he, I'll give it to someone who knows how to use it. And then, you know, gave her the old fake out and handed it to Saeed. So that was the funny scene. That was a I, really fun story there. That Those three together. I, for, I totally forgot check about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it really goes back to season one, Charlie. Charlie was always along on the little treks through the jungle. He was kind of your com- comic relief. Um, usually, you know, usually gets himself in trouble. That didn't really happen yeah. this episode, but it's kind of nice having Charlie just back on the, on, you know, on a trek through the jungle. And I, I, you know, it's such a great reveal and you have to wait so long. I really wanted to get the reveal of what happens 
um, in this episode, you you know, when they, they find the balloon and then there's going to be a great cliffhanger, you know, for the next episode related to this. But it's it, there is actually really good mystery to this. And you, you like, ah, I want to know if the balloon is really there because this is the <laughs> answer to the question we've had yep. for the last few episodes. And they stumble upon this open um, clearing. And this there's is where nothing. they they well, they will find the balloon there eventually. But I, this is I love this location. It's very memorable. And it's one of those like landmark spots. If you ever look at one of those uh, fan made lost maps, there's always the 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 balloon is is always on there, or the field by the balloon. It's like it's like the halfway point between the uh, survivors camp and the the others camp, the new, new Otherton, as some call it. But uh, yeah, that was that was a super fun story uh, because. Sun and Jin, I mean, it's it's a touching story, and it's interesting that there is a little bit of mystery, and we do get a little island mythology, because obviously Sun is a little confused about having to bring up the whole truth, which is that, uh, as we learn in the flashback, that Jin is infertile, fertile, or whatever, however you say that, and uh, the doctor had switched it around because the doctor was afraid that Jin was going to lose it and attack him and he didn't want to insult his, um, you know, manhood or whatever, which understandably, if you're Jin and you're married to son, you already feel like on a lower level. And then if you can't, if she can't get pregnant because of you, um, really takes a lot away from you. So anyways, obviously a miracle did occur because of the island, uh, islands effect on Jin. Yeah. But, um, Go ahead. No, we we kind of get led to a point though that there is more. There's more to this story than just Sun knowing that Jin is infertile. Uh, you know, we, we're led to believe that that is the reason why she, you know, was afraid to tell Jin about it. When really there's a little bit more to that story, and we're just led right to the edge of that with uh, with her and Jai Lee and their, you know, kind of close moment. Um, you know, now, after she had, she had missed it, she pretty much already knows English, and she's still going to see him. You know, that there might be some feelings there, and there could be, uh, you know, another reason why, you know, Sun is concerned that we're going to explore later this season. And so, correct me here, um, or, or, or verify this for me. She doesn't actually tell him the whole truth at the end, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. They, they allude to that with the the, sh- the close up of her eyes. She she lies because she does or she does uh, in the flashbacks cheat on him with uh, with this guy, but it hasn't yeah. in that flashback. <laughs> There's two timelines here. In that flashback timeline where we were in the flashback, she hasn't done it yet, right? Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. So, which is yeah. going to add more drama to this pregnancy thing. And, you know, pregnancies are a huge uh, theme to this show. Oh, yeah. And and we we learn that Sun, you know, is a bit of a, a bit duplicitous. We find out even from when she was a kid, she was a, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a liar, you know, with the glass ballerina episode so yeah we, we definitely see that the face she makes when she's hugging son after this kind of sweet moment where son you know where 
Jen accepts that it's a miracle. And then, we, you know, we kind of see the look on her face that, you know, leaves the audience wondering what's going on um, there. She also, she she did really sting him good with the, you know, when he asked, you know, if she knew that she was, you know, that she couldn't have kids. And I know that that wasn't, that wasn't in that scene. That was in the flashback, wasn't it? Where she said, yeah, I was trying to trap the son of a fisherman. Yeah, she I, straight that, up rocked that, it. Yeah, that was a that was a a cold blow, but I mean true, but dang, it was gold. It was good. Yeah, it you know, I I, I think the whole storyline between John Jen and Son was one of the best ones that they that they've had so far in this you know series, um, and probably ones anyone that we'll see in the series. Um, we didn't we didn't see much of Kate in this episode. She was more or less the um the pregnancy test holder, um. And then let's see. I did like going come back a little bit to what Corey said with Saeed, Charlie, and Ana Lucia. That conversation that you know Saeed said, "Let's go back. There's nothing here." Ana Lucia said, "We need to keep looking because if you expect me to back you when we get back there, instead of just saying, well, we went, we didn't see anything,' then you we need to be for sure. No, is um, and then they start trekking out into the into the into the field. So um, I appreciated that. That was that was pretty good. Um, what, anything else? Oh, one little scene that we didn't touch on um, was when Sun was actually you know checking out her pregnancy test and ran into Hurley in the jungle. It's kind of one of those things that leads to a future episode. You know, Hurley's kind of trying to hide his food stash and she's kind of <laughs> trying to hide her pregnancy test. So it was kind of just an awkward, they both didn't, you know, really want to talk about what they were doing, but uh, kind of an important little detail we see. It's a Widmore labs pregnancy test. Um, you know, we're starting to see a little bit more Widmore worked into the, to the show here. I definitely did not notice that. <laughs> Yeah, Widmore Labs pregnancy test. Didn't oh, know Widmore snap. was in that business. <laughs> oh, he's in all. He's in all businesses. <laughs> he's got money. <laughs> well, anything else before we head to our um, ending here? You know, I just, I guess, I like seeing uh, Jin's vulnerability, like that he shows in in this episode we've got the scene where he can't understand what they're talking about. They're speaking English and they kind of do a, like a gibberish um, sound there so that we can get his perspective. And then he, he definitely, he makes up for the first scene in the garden. You know, he's, he's replanting things and he's got this vulnerability and he opens up to her about how much she means to him and how he really is dependent on her because he can't speak the language. And then she tells him about, the baby and excuse me it's it's a good scene it is um you know there's the overtones of the 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 lies there with with son which take away from some of the uh tenderness but uh i thought it was a good conclusion to um this that their story and you know it's it's a good um these these moments like their love story is so good like it's always touching it always makes you a little emotional so yeah 
I definitely agree with what you like. I enjoyed the moment where you got to see from Jen's perspective. I thought that was some really good writing, directing, you know, however they decided to do that too. I mean, I thought that they were speaking Japanese. I don't know if it, I thought they were speaking, or Korean. I thought they were speaking Jen's language, so they were just reversing it, but it may have just been gibberish. I, I don't know the difference, but just the fact that, that you kind of could see from Jen's point of view that he can't under, you know, you kind of forget that he can't understand what they're seeing. So you actually got to see from his point of view. I thought that was really good um, way to make us understand what, what Jen's facing. Yeah. And then, yeah, the the last thing, just to go back to, excuse me, go back to where we started here talking about uh, Henry Gale with the, the serial, um, People always remember the serial part, but I think what was really interesting is the stuff he's saying before he goes to the the serial, when he's just you know munching on a few pieces there. He asks them, "What's the computer for? Uh, what's this for? What's that for?" He asks <laughs> them all these little questions. How old is this serial? Where did this come from? Where? And they don't answer anything, or they they don't have the answers. And they're not really kind of prepared for this situation because Jack just decides I'm going to bring him out and sit him down in the booth, which, I mean, that's I so totally makes sense. You know, it's a little more hum- humane. Um, do you do, do you, so? Do you think he brought it up to Locke first, or just brought? No, him no. It's 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 very clear that Locke is surprised. Yeah, Locke was not expecting him. <laughs> he was so it's a shock. Yeah, it's another little power play, but. What the the line I really wanted to point out is after he asks all these questions, he goes, "You guys really don't know anything, do you? Like, shouldn't you be asking more questions?" <laughs> and it's so funny hearing this because it is such a major part of Lost is the questions and and like what you're asking and how little you know. And the guy who seems to have all the answers and is that's just like up until the very last episode, up until the epilogue, his role is sometimes answering questions. It's interesting seeing him here bring that up, and he's like foreshadowing whether they had planned it or not, foreshadowing his role in the series for a long time. And I think th- this whole performance, that part of the scene, and the actual, the, you know, the end, the the cliffhanger, the or the big moment where he uh, creeps everyone out, I, that performance obviously won over all the creators and everybody involved and they're like, we got to get this guy involved. I'm curious oh, yeah. what, what the, like if there's a fork in the road, what the other possibility was, which was probably him Sa- surviving Saeed killing. Saeed killing him. Or I would, I would think maybe he still like tries to escape or, or might he still escapes and then he dies like by the end of the season. Um, but he'd be in the less episodes perhaps. So, but that's not what happened, so I'm glad they just let him, you know, they let free Michael Emerson. They let him loose. <laughs> I do. I am, too. I, I enjoy I enjoy his character and his acting. All right, so as we're rounding at the end, let's, um, nobody's, uh, nobody died this season that we know of, or this episode that we know of, um, except for some of those plants that some was planting. Um... <laughs> Steven, give me about 15 seconds uh, overall thoughts on this episode, man. 
I really like this episode. Um, obviously, the highlight being the the scene at the end with with Ben Henry. Um, but really, the 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 scene, you know, all the, Saeed and Ana Lucia stuff was really good. The Ana Lucia and Henry stuff was really good. Um, the probably the Jen and Son stuff was my least favorite part of the episode, but it was still a a good Son and Jen story. Um, and obviously, anytime you add in some Rose and Bernard, that's a bonus. So all around good episode. Good, Corey. How about you, man? Yeah, I, th- I think this is a good episode that does a good job of moving the story, the season long arc forward. Really good job with that. And bringing, getting more characters involved. I, I like the Sun and Jin story. It does feel a little disjointed. I mean, the episode does feel, it, it feels a little weird that you have the the subjects, the main characters of this episode definitely take the back burner to everyone else. But it, yeah. it, it, I still enjoy everything, all, all the different storylines. I, I really enjoyed it too. I do see how you're saying it's kind of, it feel, felt a little disjointed. Um, I always I like this one because it really kind of impacts Jen and really change and course corrects Jen and his behavior and throughout the series. Um, so I really uh, I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the Henry Gale, of course, and then I enjoyed the the, you know, the steam opens up my pores. Uh, <laughs> just some there's just some interesting scenes, some some very memorable scenes. Um, the 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 connecting of charlie and saeed and ana lucia on the trek is pretty good as well so i I enjoyed the episode um so when we enjoy the episode we're gonna rate this steven how what are we gonna rate this movie or this movie this episode by all right we're gonna rate this um going up through 23 miracle island babies um mike how many uh miracle island babies would you give this episode Mm, this is one of my better ones. Uh, I'm just going to give it um, 21 out of 23 uh, Miracle Island babies. All right. Corey, how about you? That's a lot of babies. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm just below you there. I'm at uh, 20 out of 23 Miracle Island Ooh, babies. All right. What, what is like the... And he's got like the Octo Mom. What is like the, the is it like the, the, the Venti? What, what is twenty? I don't know. Oh boy. Venti Mom. <laughs> yeah, 20, 20 babies. So what about you, Stephen? And I gave it a twenty-one out of twenty-three um, as well. So we were all pretty high on this episode. Good. It was a good, good one. Season two episode. It was a good one. Uh, there's no unanswered questions really that came up this episode that, that, that we know of. I mean, cause they're pretty much going to get answered. Um, the ones that we come up like with the, the pregnancies and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but as far as Sawyer's name dictionary goes, here we go. We have some name diction. We have some names this week. Sawyer calls Jen, Jen senior. And he also calls Jen daddy. O. he calls son sunshine. And we're still at a total freckle count of 11. One thing here. The only unanswered question I could um, point out is, what is the best type of milk to have with your cereal? I would say 2%. They're just going to throw that out there. 2%. Let's do it. I, I, I'm down for 
How about did we ever find out if Bernard gets out of the doghouse with Rose for, for, after forgetting her birthday? He must somehow he that must is have a, got that out. That is a true unanswered question. <laughs> I don't think he found that pearl, but I'm pretty sure he got out of the doghouse. Well, he made he made the doghouse. E for effort. E for effort. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> those are good. Uh, so just a couple of pop culture connections. Uh, first one is pushing too hard. Locke is listening to this song by the seeds on the record player in the hatch. <laughs> Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret, the book by Judy Bloom, that Sawyer is reading on the beach in the book. Margaret preteen deals with issues such as buying her first brawl, having her first period and liking boys. <laughs> he said, <the> <laughs> it's it just Sawyer's hilarious reading. that that's the book Sawyer's reading. <laughs> <laughs> How's your book, Sawyer? It's predictable. Not nearly enough sex. <laughs> just, just, wow. All right, Sawyer. Um, Makes sense now. Yeah. Well, let's see. The Brothers Karmazov. Uh, Henry Gill rips the title page out of this book and draws a map for Anna Lucia to find Hannah Balloon. You can make out the title when Anna Lucia first shows the map to Saeed and Charlie. He also reads Jack a short passage of this. <clears throat> I, I like the map. I like how it looks um, and being on the back of this page. And it's just funny thinking about how many people have just like scoured this map for every little bit of detail and theorizing mm-hmm. over the years. It's it is so simple. What does that mountain mean? What is that squiggly line? So, <laughs> anyways, we will find out um, information about a different map. Maybe not information. We're going to be teased with a more unique map next week in the episode called lockdown oh yes we always love when they they sneak the name of the character in there as well <laughs> usually mean it's going to be usually means it's going to be a really good episode so lockdown is a definitely a highlight of season two and it's one of the um it's it's the first of many ben lock pairings for for yeah so yeah and um, it's it's you know of course we can't get into it. There's definitely gonna be some unanswered questions uh, <laughs> next week for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. For for sure. Uh, anyways, hey, this has been uh, Previously on Lost. Uh, follow us all on Twitter uh, at RetroZapped at Lost Rewatch Pod, um, Instagram at Previously on Lost Podcast, Facebook Facebook.com/slash Previously on Lost. I'm on Twitter at the DC Mike. Um, usually I'm not tweeting a lot about Lost right now. I'm tweeting a lot about Cobra Kai because why the heck not? Uh, I love Cobra Kai and, uh, we're actually doing a Cobra. I'm actually doing a Cobra Kai podcast called enter the dojo over on random chatter. Uh, it's a once a month podcast. If you guys want to check that out, we're going to be covering season two this month on the 20th. And then, uh, next month, obviously we're going to cover season three when it first comes out. Um, so check that out if you'd like. Um, and then we have one of my other co-hosts with me here. Steven, where can our peoples find you hanging around at? You can find me on Twitter at Lucky13Steve. And then we have uh, the goose himself, Corey. How's it going? Where, <laughs> what is your uh, uh, Twitter handle, my good sir? My uh, Twitter handle is at OriginalMav. At original Mav, check that out. You can find us in the RetroZap Discord. Uh, talk to us, let us know what you think about us. Go to RetroZap.com 
for uh, whatever podcasting needs that you may uh, you may have or articles you may have. Uh, is there anything else, guys? I don't I think, think so. It. I think that we're about to head into a lockdown. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh look, play on words. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> that was good. And uh, anyways, I'm going to go and I'm going to eat some cereal with uh, some uh, 2% milk now. Only way to do it. And not look at the date on the milk and just see the milk. <laughs> Drink the milk. <laughs> Live a little. Live a little. That's right. Uh, so until next time, everybody, we'll see you later and uh, have a good one. All right. Bye.